0: The Unholy Trinity Podcast,
1: three blues, three opinions, one Everton Podcast. Welcome to episode 175 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, brought to you in association with Sports Social, the UK's only dedicated sports podcast network. And also fanatics, delighted to say joining myself and Lee today from the, the band, the beans is is Kev o'neill Kev, how are you nice all the way over in uh in sunny Island?
3: yeah not too bad lads um thanks very much for for asking us on um be nice if it was in better better circumstances you you know you could have got me last monday and you know um (laughs) you could have to pull me down off the ceiling first but yeah look thanks thanks for for asking That's great
1: yeah, don't don't, like, don't like to spoil our guests too much, Kev. You know we had a had a good win on Monday. Let's not uh, go over overboard now. You know there's everything that we're talking about. Um, so it's all a little bit not 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 doom and gloom, of course. Obviously a little bit we've we've been brought down, like you say, off the season after after today's game against Manchester City with Everton losing the game by by three goals to nil. Um, by the way, Pete Pete was due to come on for those who who asked because Pete's missed the last couple. Very busy man, as we always say. He was due to come on, uh, but something's come up at the last minute because I was at the match with Peter today. I had a good, good chat on my way home as well. Uh, but he, he'll be back next weekend to so look back over the the Wolves game. But straight into the, today, of course, you know um, the champions were, were in town a game which me, me and Lee, you know, we, we discussed it on on Tuesday after the, the great win against Brighton and, and said that anything against Manchester City would be an absolute bonus. Let, let's get it right. The, the potency the best club in the world Andy you know it's the the chances are they they'll qualify for the Champions League final um but you know it's always difficult when a side can make a fair few changes and and the quality just doesn't reduce in any way shape or form Um, and that was what the case case was today but but Kevin I'll 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 come to you first you know the 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 first sort of 30 35 minutes before our first goal I thought Everton acquitted themselves very very well looked looked like we did against Brighton Dangers on the counter attack. We looked very disciplined in, in, in our defensive duties, And and it was a good start to the game for the Blues, wasn't it? Yeah, I
3: thought it was great. I thought it was a great start. Um, you couldn't criticize them for the first, as you said, 35 to whatever it was, 37 minutes. Um I mean they were they were set up, I suppose, in a similar way to our, uh, you know, against Brighton. Um obviously a little bit deeper, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I thought they were good. I thought they were breaking quite well. Um I mean, the chance to fall so to Hoggate, you know, off um, off the header down from Tarkovsky, probably should score. I know it's come at him a little bit difficult, but um, I think he probably should adjust himself, do you know what I mean, and put it away. But I guess once City get one against you, then you're, you, I mean, you're, look, you're you're hugely up against it and, and concede two then, uh, you know, so soon after it was game over really, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that, that was a disappointing thing from from our perspective, really, wasn't it? After such a such a good start, uh, and we know you've got to be switched on for the whole ninety against Manchester City. After such a great start, you know, we, we saw ourselves not just concede the one goal, which which by the way was was world class, and no other side, no other player potentially scores that kind of goal because Gundogan, I think, is is vastly underrated. The I more, more finish that was, but we conceded the second really really quickly, which. Which put the game to bed. Which you know, just before half time, if you if you go in a goal down, you give yourself a, a real chance in, in in the second half. But Lee, you know, the game, like I said, the game today, it was maybe it shouldn't be viewed this way because you've got to be competitive in every kind of game. But the there's a there's a massive massive gap of, of in terms of quality between between the two sides. Um, did, did it disappoint you the way that we we conceded two two goals quickly, despite it being Manchester City? Because, like I said, it sort of then lost us the game before our time, didn't it?
2: Um, well, it's just very hard to be critical, isn't it? Like you just said before, I mean, Manchester City, this current Manchester City team, even even just Guardiola's Manchester City team, teams is is you know arguably some of the best sides we've ever seen in English football, never mind the Premier League. I mean, if they win this, the league this season, what it looks like they're going to Brighton, Brighton are winning at the minute. Then that's essentially five out of the last six leagues, isn't it? Which is absolutely insane. Um, and, and, you know, we were very, very, we were very very solid in the first 30 minutes, 35 minutes, like Kev was saying there. We restricted them to next to nothing. They had, they'd had a shot from distance from Rodri which was an easy, safer pick. But that was their only shot of any note in the whole game. Uh, in the whole game, sorry. In the whole, first, in, until, until the first goal. So, you know, not only were we restricting them in terms of uh, um, chances on goal, it was, we were restricting them just very well in the centre of the park when we closing down the spaces. They like to play between the lines. They like to switch the play quickly. We, you know, we, we really restricted them really well. And then, then you've got to just say, it's, it's, it's like a moment of genius, really, that. I mean, I mean, not many players like you just said there, Mike, would 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 essentially be able to, you know, score a goal from that position. way he took it down on his knee and flipped it like that with his foot is is, you know, it's improvisation and and it's also skill at the same time. And and, and fair play to the lad. I mean, obviously, you know, we we knew we had to stay tight. We did stay tight. Like Ev just said there, we had a few half chances. That one with Holgate's a good chance. It's one of those. It just bounced up on him. Couldn't get his leg over it. You know, If on another day, that just sits up perfectly for him and he probably gets a shot on goal. So, a bit unfortunate there. But, you know, we were obviously forced into um, a change at left-back, wasn't it? And that, that's, a, that's an interesting shout, obviously, playing Holgate there. You'd probably think Godfrey would get the shout there if he was fit. Because, obviously, Godfrey, arguably, even though he is a centre-back, has played better at left-back than he certainly has at right-back. Dyche came out, didn't he, and said um, picked up an injury yesterday, the day before, which was less than ideal. Obviously, we've got no other real choices at left-back. I know you and I spoke, didn't we, about the potential of doing what he did in the second half when we were 3-0 down, going five at the back and bringing Clay McNeil at left wing-back. Could he have gone with that from the start, from the off? It's one of those if buts and maybes, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, we looked like a side that had, had really sort of stifled them and, and, and that first goal then and followed immediately like you just said straight away by the second goal just just killed the game instantly didn't it
1: well the, the, obviously the discussion around the the, the left back position today is it, an interesting one you know which i suppose high is a wonderful thing and we did see in the second half dwight mcneil went over didn't he, and played wing back um after obviously Variety of changes in the second half, and I thought acquitted himself particularly well. I think it's right, McNeil, by the way, yes, again, was probably our best player. You know, his, his attitude is spot on and uh, ne- never stops all game. His quality his quality is there as well. Um, but he slotted in at left wing back, and you look at it and think, well, maybe could we have started with three centre halves today? Maybe you know, Conor Cody came on, thought he did well alongside Jeremy uh, and James Tarkovsky, So you'd think, should the mind have done that? But it's all hindsight, you know, we've, we've been playing forward back for. For quite a while and not having Mikhailenko was a blow because obviously yeah having a left footed left back is always better than having a, a right footed left back and obviously Mason Hoggate comes in um difficult difficult day didn't start particularly well uh it, a poor pass back early on which almost let them in obviously we my mindset to block off the, the running and, and Jordan Pickford got to the ball and it sort of didn't get much better for him. Um and I, I do feel for him in a way, you know, when you when you put a a right footer on the left or left footer on the right in, in defensive terms, it's always difficult um for, for them to obviously to adapt. And bear in mind his last performance, his last appearance with the club, he got sent off at Crystal Palace. So I'm sure he, he's not maybe in the best, the best frame of mind, but needs
2: also playing fullback.
1: Ball, yeah, other side of the pitch. Obviously, were are play, playing playing fullback, so that's probably going to be fresh in his mind. And he's against an even better quality of, of opposition than he was on the day, in terms of uh, Andre Ayew, who, who absolutely tore those Hallgate apart on that day. So it was a difficult day for him. Um, but like you say, it needs must, and with d- only having Michalenko, obviously Ben is injured, um, Ben Godfrey's injured. So it it was a difficult thing for the manager to, to do today. Uh, I'm sure he would have liked to have picked the same start eleven that he picked against against Brighton, um, but obviously we we saw Mason Holgate get get taken off early in the second half when we were we were three 0 down. And um, what 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 are your thoughts on on the reaction, Kev? You know, without sort of sitting here and calling people out, I'm never a fan of uh, however poorly a player might play. I'm never really a fan of. Cheering them when when they get taken off because you know we set off there, just them, we might need them at some points. You know we've got two massive games to come up before the season finishes. We we need to pick up points to stay in the Premier League. Who's to say that we we haven't, we're not going to call upon them in in those two games?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's probably easy for me to say it sitting back here in Ireland. Do you know what I mean? But um, I don't like it myself personally. You know what I mean? Never did. Um, I remember one major incident, I suppose, at Arsenal there with, with Granite Jacket, wasn't it? I think when it happened to him and it looked like, you know, his career at Arsenal was going to be doomed and, and, you know, then he turned it around and look at him now. He's probably close to indispensable for him now in, in a way, you know what I mean? Um, look, I understand the frustrations of people, do you know what I mean? And, and the Evertonians, home and away, you know, you, you can't criticise. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Mason Hoggett's been asked to play a left-back because why? Because it goes back to the old issue that we've been through a million times of bad recruitment over a long period of time now. And if we're left with just Mikelenko and then Godfrey, who's not even a left-back. I mean, you know, you'd have to have a a small bit of sympathy for the lad because he's clearly not a left-back, he's not a right-back. And, you know, there's an argument to say... Is he Premier League centre half? You know what I mean. Even so, it's it's difficult. But as uh, you know, I don't want to come on and slay Hallgate or or slate any individual either. You know what I mean? Because I I think it goes back to that deep rooted problem of, of of poor recruitment by other people at the club, and then it exposes somebody to put into a position like that, and it's it's very very difficult for him. You see him coming off and covering his face with you know with his shirt over, and it's never nice to see that. You know.
2: Oh, no, you're yeah, guys I, I to- Sorry, Mike, I totally agree with it. I totally agree with that, Kev. I think you know you can understand the frustrations, like you said, bang on. But at the same time, you know, like Mike just said, then we could need him. You know, we could need him the last two games. We, you know, with his injuries there. You know, you mentioned off air then, Kev, that Mina was grabbing his hamstring a little bit. You know, what I mean, I mean, I know the likes of Cody, and, and according to Dice, probably Keane would get the, the the nod ahead of him. But yeah, you know, he may have to come in and play left back again next game. Yeah, you know I mean, we, yeah. we we genuinely don't know. Yeah, you know I mean, so yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, a bit, I'm not the biggest fan of doing that. At the end of the day, now the fans today were brilliant again from the off. You know, from the start, even at the end, applauding the team, fantastic. You know, they knew what we were up against today, um, and that was like I said, one of the best ever teams English football's seen. But I wanted to ask you, Kev, just quickly. Um, I mentioned on the pod last week. You know, obviously we've just come off the back of a brilliant win against Brighton. You know, played fantastic. Um, as Pep said today, in, in the actual post-match, Everton were, well, his words were the best team in transition. I, I'd probably debate that a little bit, but certainly he said since Calvert Lewin and Decoré and everything else, you know, has come into the side, he said, he said that obviously we've been, um, what well, we look as, as we showed against Brighton, we were exceptional. Would you rather have us played maybe, like say, Bournemouth at home today, or you know, even Wolves away, and you know, now you've got you on the momentum of that Brighton game.
3: Or would you rather just gotten this city one out of the way? Um yeah, that's a difficult one, but I, I think I'd probably go with the latter. I think get it out of the way. Um yeah. uh, I think we we absolutely know now the situation. We've got these two games that we've all been saying all along, it's probably gonna come down to those two games, those Wolves and Bournemouth games. And um that's what's ahead of us now. City's gone, you know. it's it's gone, it's done. And you know, I mean, Manchester City don't lose a lot of football matches. I mean, you go into every game with hope. But, I mean, look at the players that left out of the team today. The Stones, Silva, whoever else, Grealish. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. It's it's a big, big ask for anybody. Um, but, look, now we know what we have to do. We've got those two games. The fixtures, they're not so bad, if you ask me. You know, um, I know a lot of people use the term... About being on the beach for Wolves and Bournemouth, I'm not sure it'll be that straightforward. But I would be relatively confident, as much as an Evertonian can be, that we will get what we need in the next two games. But central to that is Dominic Calvert-Lewin's fitness.
1: Well, that was the that was a negative, really, wasn't it? Because obviously at half time, we we saw or oh, didn't see Dominic Calvert-Lewin emerge. We saw we saw Neil Opey doing going through a rigorous warm up. Uh, Obviously, he was stripped off ready to go. So you know, at that point, well, there's only one player that he's going to replace, and that's Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And it was um, obviously a massive blow because I thought Dom yet again. I thought he, he, he acquitted himself fantastically well. You know, he he's been in great form the last couple of games. He, he's looking fit and sharp, and he did some. You know, he did he did some really good number nine uh, forward play. You know, he was fantastic. He held the ball up well. He ran at them. Did he drew, drew fouls and? That's what Dominic Cavalier was all about, you know. And it was great to see him in the first half, be a pain, you know, and, and cause issues for the for the City defence. I thought some of his some of his uh, his play where he's bringing people in, even from wide positions, was, was was great to see. And that's what he offers. And obviously, we've heard since from the manager that you know we yeah they're slightly tight felt a little bit of tightness in his groin. Obviously, no chances taken. He said he said it was we we were 50 you know, really whether he was going to come back on Don was. I think Dom was willing to give it a go, and obviously Evan said, "Listen, you know we've got two big games coming up, a or Down against Man City, rightly or wrongly, um, save you for another day, and, and save you from going out there and aggravating it any any further." So fingers crossed, you know that Dom Dom can get through this week, and he, and he's up good to go on Saturday because Lee. I mean, how much of a blow would that be if if, if we, if we miss Dominic Calvert-Lewin without sort of going down a negative road that we can sign? I hope it to, to lose him. You know, the the player that we've we've strived to have in that side all season to lose him after he's come back and, and, and found some great form, it'd be a huge blow, wouldn't it?
2: Massive, mate. Massive. I mean, I'd text Greg Greg O'Keefe, obviously he's you know, uh, been on been on our podcast a few times. Great lad. I'd text him at half time saying any any news like um on Dom. Um, have you heard anything? Because obviously we look a completely different side when Dominic Calvert-Lewin is being in the team. He started the last five games. You know, we've looked strong at times in all of those games, and it culminated in the Brighton game, which was almost a perfect performance. But most of that, most of that performance against Brighton doesn't happen without Calvert-Lewin. Yes, Mina came in and made us look solid at the back. Yes, McNeil, you know, as I said last week, you know, was was exceptional. Awobi was exceptional. The whole team was, but that does not happen without Campbell being the, you know, the focal point of the team. There, the way he played in that game was outstanding. He, you know, he, he held the ball up brilliantly. He had dunk on toast. You know, he, he laid on the, the goal, and and you know, he was it was a perfect number nine's performance. And and yeah, even yet, like you said today, until obviously he went off at half time he, he was he was he was very good in the first against. You know, let's be honest, top class defenders that you've got there as well. You know, if it wasn't for Cal Walker's pace today, he's got a shot, he's got a real chance on goal. And Cal Walker's pace got him out of trouble there. Um, Dom's knocked it around the defender. It was very unlucky that Cal Walker's literally one of the quickest players in the league. So um, yeah, I, I I just pray to God that the lads fit. Uh, and, you know, before the Wolves game, we've got a week before that game that gives us time. My only slight concern is the last time he felt a strain, which was his hamstring and not his groin. He missed the next ten games, didn't he? So you know you just got to pray. Um, even Calvert Lewin on one leg is better than better than you know the other options we've got. Let's be honest. Um, but I, I genuinely think if he's fit for the next two games, I really really fancy it. Um, But if he's if he's if he's out of those two games, I'm just thinking where the hell are we going to get the goals from? We saw today when Mope came on second half, albeit the game was done and dusted. You know we find it almost impossible to get at the pitch, don't we, and and create a threat? Um, and and is you know, even his movement in the box and Patterson had a good cross in it, you know, second half nowhere to be seen, really, is he? So, um, let's just pray, lads, that he's, he's, he, can, he can he can make the next two games because he is absolutely vital to us staying there.
1: Do you not find it strange that the that minds you did not to, to throw on Ellis Sims? You know, he's not like, for like we've had this conversation many times, but. You know, Ellis has come on to, to, to good effect, especially at Chelsea away. He's much more of a physical presence than Neil Mopay. You could argue at half-time, You know, the the feeling because the, the the second goal certainly sucked the air out of the ground. It felt it, it went. It felt very very silent because the fans. The fans were fantastic today. Um, you know, I think it was strange not they didn't bring on. Ellis Sims to have a bit more of a physical presence and, you know, give him give him that experience of playing against, you know, a top, top side that we gave for his development. Because with all due respect to Neil Mopey, on his own especially, he's not going to do a great deal, is he? You know, he's not going to cause them any kind of problem. He's on there to literally try and close them down. Um, but Ellis Sims, not not a better, better option for you, Lee?
2: Um, well, I, I I was surprised. Actually. I said to you boys when I spoke to you after the game, I couldn't make it today, sadly. But uh... I said to you, uh, it was a weird one that because the way we play or the way Dice sets up and plays, he needs a physical presence up there, someone who can get hold of it, you know, like Dom has shown in the last few games, like I said, so it was a real surprise that he's given Mope uh, a nod there. I know, look, Ellis is learning his craft at this level but, you know, Mope is just not suited to that system. He's not suited to the way we play whatsoever. You know, he needs someone alongside him effect- effectively to even get any sort of Half decent, you know, um, contribution from, and let's be fair. Um, Bizarre that. I can then understand the other changes. You know, he he said he's made those other changes for tactical reasons, Garner and Gay, because he knows he can't risk them getting injured. You know, Garner, since he's come in the side, I thought he's done really well. You know, he's keeping Onana out the side now. That's what you want, competition. But, um, yeah, very strange that, mate. But, I mean, you can totally understand him saying he took the decision out of Dom's hands. You can understand when you took him off, but yeah, not bringing Sims on was a was a weird one.
1: What are your thoughts, Kev? Would you want to give Ellis Sims a bit more game time in that situation? You know, as I say, given the fact that we were playing the scoreline at the time, and and this, and by the way, we've seen he can come on and he can he can be a handful against you know a, a decent side when he came on against Chelsea. So we would, would you like to see a little bit more of him?
3: Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because, I mean, by all accounts, you know, the first time i seen Sunderland this season was, was yesterday. I'd, I'd never seen him up to that point, but by all accounts, he was doing very well with Sunderland. Um, to bring him back and not really use him, I, I found it very strange that um, Deitch started him at Anfield and Old Trafford. And then, you know, in the games where he'd have more chance to be effective, uh, for example, Fulham at home, maybe um you know he he left them out and stuff um Maupai up front on his own is just not gonna work ever um uh, gray has shown i suppose in 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 bits and pieces that he can he can do a job up there um Gray will be ahead of Maupai, in my opinion, but I think the manager seems to have uh, a different view on that um I, I don't really know why but I mean, the, the simple fact of it is that the drop off from Calvert Lewin to any of those players is—it's—it's it's enormous, you know. And really and truly, if if if, if Calvert Lewin is out for the rest of the season, where um, the task is going to be much much more difficult, because I I couldn't really put my trust in 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 maybe in any of them at this point, to be honest.
1: I think what we what we've seen, you know, in in games when we haven't had Dominic Calvert Lewin, you know, you can look back since Sean Dice came in. Obviously, we've won games against the likes of Leeds and Brentford, and I, I thought we particularly away at Nottingham Forest, where we had the Grey playing centrally, and you you had a lot of sort of crossover and overlaps with with uh, Alex Mowby and, and Dwight McNeil. So we we can certainly set up in a different way, but you certainly won yeah. your, your, your main striker there and fit and far and and as we've said already he's he's looked he's looked great since he's come back in especially the last couple of weeks and and half a games a day as I say it does he he looked he looked really sharp yet again so we've got to hope you know that this week that that Dominic Calvert-Lewin you know can rest up it's nothing serious and even if he's sort of 85-90% there he's got to be lashed in unfortunately it's that's where we are that's my opinion people might say well you know that that's that's no good but it is for me, you know. I think, I think even from a, a psychological perspective, you know, as as fans, as players, you, you you want to see your number nine in the side, you know, because I think it means it gives you a little bit more of a lift than maybe other players coming in. But but we can't, kind of, you know, if he's not fit, he's not fit. Everton have got to find a way. It's as simple as that. We we can't afford to, you know, especially the players and the manager. And I'm sure Sean Dice won't. We can't be, you know, moping out of place or you know, Don might not be fit. Get on with it. Find a way. You know, at the end of the day, last game of the season, it, it, for me, it's going to go to the last game of the season. The fans will try and pull them through as best we can. It'll be it'll be raucous. It'll be lively. You know, when we're, go- we're going away to, to Wolves, obviously, before then, aside, lost to Manchester United this weekend by two goals to nil. They're safe, no issues. The, the new manager's come in and, and, and done well with them. Um, like, you, like you mentioned earlier on, Kev, you know, the hope is that the likes of Wolves, the likes of Bournemouth, must have got the You know the flip flops on and the looking looking forward to Mm -hmm. going away for the summer, Um, but I I certainly think that we can't afford to to sort of think about this too negatively. Um, We've got to we've got to make sure that you know yes it was Manchester City, it's not the end of the world that we've lost we've lost the game, Um, and you know they're a quality side. And if we would have before the the Brighton City games, if you would have said right you know we've were going to pick up three points out of six, you would have all bitten your hand off. So important to keep the field goal factor going for me because the Brighton performance, given the fact they just beat an Arsenal 3-0 away from home Brighton, and Arsenal side who you know were vying for the title with Manchester City. That shows you how good Everton's performance against Brighton was and shows you the quality that Everton can play at as and when needed. So hopefully we we, we do see a bit more of that against Wolves. But Let's finish off the, the City chat there. You know, it's as I say, not all, not all doom and gloom. They've scored, you know, a couple of, well, a couple of fantastic goals. A free kick the, you know, from Gundogan and obviously his first goal. And a goal maybe, you know, we, we should be doing a little bit better with in terms of Haaland. But we, we've got to move on. You know, two massive games to come, six points to play for as far as I see it. And, you know, if we win these two games, we're safe. So we'd say that it's in our hands at this moment in time as we speak, knowing obviously Leicester but Liverpool. On Monday night so we're going to discuss the Bulls game after this short break
0: why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with Royal Caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America you don't just go for a road trip you ATV and zip line through the jungle you don't just go somewhere new you rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples Welcome back to the second
1: part of today's Unholy Trinity podcast. As we look ahead to the the trip to Wolverhampton Wanderers next Saturday, three o'clock, and it's a game that we've obviously put a lot of uh, a lot of our hopes on. Really, you know, when we looked at the final four games of the season, we look we're looking at them going back about seven days ago. It was, um, you know, we had difficult Brighton, Man City, and we all thought that we can pick up points in the final two games. We hope that's going to be the case. Um, you know we we know the fans were terrific today. You know that, and we're going to play a big part again. And for, you know for the fans today to stay behind, those that were there, and cheer the players off and sing Everton songs, I think is is going to be massively important that the, that the the players know we're with them all the way. And and that was that was terrific to see that actually today. Um, and hopefully, you know we don't get to the last game against Bournemouth and Goodison Park, where we're going to be a huge factor. But I think, like I said earlier on the show, I think we are. And our away support is going to be just as important, and we know it's sold out. Ever fans, we we go everywhere, we always sell out, and the Sift to Wolves is going to be a big one, of course it is. We we've got a, you know, we've got to hope that our our friends across the park do us a favour tomorrow night against Leicester, because we then that'll be another weekend out of the out of the relegation zone with two games to play, um, and we know then, you know, let's see what happens next weekend. It could be a real pivotal weekend for ourselves. Um, but you know it's it's one of those every away game is, is certainly greeted with a little bit of separation the the first win away from home since Southampton on October the 1st came against Brighton last week and what a win it was but obviously going away to, to Wolseley there's got to be a little bit of hope as we said early on that they their season in their heads is done uh, they're, they're happy enough they're safe another season in the Premier League for them um and and not and they're playing a little bit within themselves and not a not a full tilt.
2: Yeah, I mean you've got to hope so. Um I mean you know I, I looked at the United I watched the United game a bit to it yesterday and I, I saw the, the stats United had 27 shots to Wolves five. Wolves didn't even have a shot on target so that gives us a bit of hope but that was away from home. Wolves have not been great away from home this season. I was also looking at their results now, the the last three results they've had at home, or four, actually, have basically kept them in this league. They've had a 1-0 at home against Chelsea. Um, they've had a, a 2-0 result at home against Brentford straight after that. They then lost to Leicester away from home. Then they beat Palace 2-0 at home. Lost to Brighton in that, you know, absolute drubbing 6-0. And then they beat Villa, obviously, in the derby there. They beat Villa 1-0 at home. So if you look at it, the last four home games, they've won four. Um, so that, that you know, everyone thinking we're just going to turn up and roll them over, you know, that's, that doesn't, you know, they're going to want to put on a performance for their fans, aren't they? Last home game of the season, the pressure's off, they've managed to stay in the league. You know, those 12 points they had from the start of April at home have essentially kept them up. You know what I mean? They were right in the mix until obviously, though you know, they've managed to pull themselves out of it. I was also looking at their starting eleven. You know, I've said it for a while. Wolves' are starting eleven there's a solid team. You know, there's a solid team. There's some good players in there. You know, there's players we've been linked with in the past. You know, you've got the likes of Mateus Nunes in there. You've got Cunha, who we were linked with in in in, uh, in January. Obviously, we couldn't get that deal done because they ended up paying. Uh, well, agreed to pay the summer fee from forty odd million, but obviously it's proved to work for them because obviously they've stayed in the league. You know they've got the likes of Ruben Neves, probably won't be there next season. Classy midfielder, a player Pedro Neto, I've always liked. You know, I mean, he's unlucky; he had a few injuries. But you know, all these players started for them at the weekend. You know, and I said to you before, you know, when we were talking, you know, Diego Costa is looking fitter for them than that as well. He's played a bit of a made a bit of a difference for them in terms of a big man up front. You know, imagine him and Yerry Mina going toe to toe. I mean, that's got red card written all over it, hasn't it? Do you know what I mean? So,
3: the two last reds. thing we can
2: do. What was that, Kev? Two reds. Two reds, mate. Yeah, exactly. Those two are absolutely nut jobs. So, you know, you heard, I don't know if you saw Pep's comment about um, me and Raffles today's game. He, he actually said, didn't he? Look, I went up to uh, Yeri yeah, at the end of the game and said, look, you don't need to, you, you're a good enough player. You don't need to play like this. But, you know, I think Pep can shove that one as far as I'm concerned because he's had a few of those types of plays over the years. Yeah, you know I mean, um, the likes of Fernandinho comes to mind, and, and and others. You know what I mean? So, you know, he, he's 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 one to talk. But in a way, you know what? There is an element of truth in that. You know, he is a very good center half, isn't he? He likes to wind people up. He likes to play on the edge. You know, and and, I, and part of that, I do agree with Pep. I think he is, you know, an, a, a very good center half. I'm I'm just so surprised that it's taken Dice this long to, you know, to get him in the team because already. When he did come in, out the cold, as I said last week, without playing a minute, was arguably one of the best players on the pitch against a very good Brighton side. So that just shows you the class, the class of the player comes straight in out the cold and puts in a performance like that. And today, as weird as it sounds, you know we conceded three against a classy team. He, he, was, he looked more solid today again. You know, there's an argument to say we possibly would have conceded a few more if Michael Keane was playing today. Yeah, we had a block off the line as well. You know, uh, uh, in the second half. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I just think with this Wolves team, boys, I, I genuinely think that they have got some talent, and you know, they've they've had some decent results against us at Goodison as well. Let's not forget that. Um, so, whilst on paper, yes, you know, they're in, on the beach in inverted commas, we've still got to go there like the Brighton game. As I said, pray that Calvert Lewin's fit and. And and just play. I I reckon play the same way. Just play that same way. Absorb the pressure and try and play on transition.
1: A bigger man as well, which which is also a little bit of a factor. Is we're faced up next weekend out of the, what I'd say sort of the the three sides if you like. Because I know Forest are a point ahead of us, but I'm, I'm looking more at your your um, your Leicester and your Leeds. But first regards, we're faced up, regardless. We're the only three o'clock game out of out of Forest, Leeds, and Leicester. So you know we, we can we can really really it goes one of two ways, doesn't it? You, you either win the game and, and put the pressure on those sides big style, you know, because you you go above Forest, you you pull further away. Hopefully, fingers crossed from from Leeds and Leicester. Give obviously we don't know what's what to what happen with the Liverpool game just yet. Um, or you give them a bit of a kick on the backside. You know, if we if we don't win the game or we lose the game, then they're going to be rubbing their hands together thinking they are. There's our chance. We, you know, last game before the final game of the season to, to plunge Everton into the bottom three and get ourselves out of it before obviously that that, that final weekend. So it's 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 nearly, nearly time, isn't it? Um and, and psychological games will always come into it. But we've got to approach it, Kev, haven't we? The same way we approach Brighton. You know, you've got to, you've got to also feed off that, that great away performance, you know, to go to Brighton, who, as we said, have beaten Arsenal by three goals and away from home we've gone there and beat them by far goals to one with one of the best performances I've ever, I've ever seen from an away Everton side. So we've got to, we've got to draw upon our last away game from with all the positives that we got out of it and try and take it into Wolves.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think you got to go at it the same way. You know, there's there's, there's no choice for running out of time. Um, look, you, you're talking about nerves. I didn't do myself any favours yesterday. I watched both the Leeds and the Nottingham Forest matches and, yeah, it probably wasn't the, the, the brightest idea. But, um, you know, most of us think, I suppose, it's going to go to the last game, but I don't think many of us have considered it could be all done by next weekend. We could, we could be, you know, we could actually be out. It we could we could be safe by the end of everything next weekend. Please God. Um, but, I mean, Leicester of a difficult game tomorrow night, uh, Monday night, you know. Um, I think Leeds of West Ham away, is that right? and yeah. leicester i'm not i can't remember so, yeah.
1: Leicester
3: Lester goes go goes to, to newcastle that's it look i've I've looked at the fixture so many times now that i think i've just tangled myself up and i don't know who's playing who <laughs> but um going back to to wolves um I, I i think we're going to beat them i think we're going to go there and i think we're going to beat them and um, uh, i can see if we play in a similar fashion that we did at Brighton and even some elements of today, you know, because you couldn't really criticise them today, really. I mean, you've got all the effort, you've got all the desire, you've got all the, the determination, those basics that you're looking for. Um, you've got your organisation fairly good. I mean, you've been undone by absolutely world-class moments at times. Um, so, as we said earlier, just put that one in the bin now, isn't it, and move on to move on to Wolves, and I reckon we're going to do it. I think we're going to beat them.
2: Well, I, I hope that I'm just as confident as you, mate. Um, I, I just think, like I said, four wins in a row at home has, has kept them up, and you've just got to hope that. Either they make maybe a few changes, or they, they, you know they're not going to be as up for it last home game of the season.
3: No, they're not going to win five in a row, though. you know? It has to stop, doesn't it? <laughs> Hopefully, buddy. Hopefully, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I wish we all had the same the same level of uh, of confidence, but it's just maybe times. Of course, you know, it's it's every time I think about what's to come, my, my stomach goes. I mean, I'll sign in and, and relax a little bit tonight before we have to concentrate on on Liverpool going to Leicester tomorrow because it's your, your days get all consumed by other teams don't they you know like you said yesterday you know you you went through the torture you're watching Leeds against Newcastle yeah. you know you're you, you then keeping an eye on on Chelsea Forest you, the you worst then, is,
3: can I, just, I just say the worst I felt probably throughout all this process over the last few weeks or months or whatever is when Leeds got that penalty yesterday Yeah, you know the, 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 that was the sinking feeling for me my stomach just boom and Thank God they didn't score it, you know. But yeah, it's, it's 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 just horrible. All this stuff, isn't it?
1: Well, like we said last week after the Brighton game, you know, that's a massive high for us, and, and might be so. And you know, but there's going to be plenty more twists and turns, and we've already seen that this weekend. Obviously, okay, our, our, our result wasn't as unexpected. But then you look at Leeds, you know, they they missed a penalty to go to go two up, and then Newcastle go down the other end within about two or three minutes and get a penalty themselves, and you know the the game changes. So. You know, a, lot, a lot of a lot of things a lot of things do happen um and they will happen over the, the last the last two weeks of the season but i said to piece on the way home I, I just can't wait for the season to be over i'm mentally yeah. mentally destroyed and that wasn't really from the city game today it was just more i'm just so so fatigued thinking about everything and every, every permutation and what we need to do and what we need other teams to do and looking at the fixtures 50 times and buddy day to see if, if they change by any any chance and it's hard it's difficult you know it's it takes over your life and you're thinking and um I and think it was
3: after just sorry just after the Fulham game I just said to my kids I'm going to bed and wake me up when the season's finished you know? <laughs> hibernation
1: <laughs> that's it. and I think if it doesn't go our way I think we'll all be hibernating for about three or four months to be honest um to, to but, be honest yeah, you know,
2: to, to, to be honest I, I I looking at the fixture list and this is obviously you never know this time of year because you do see, you know, you do see shock results like we, you know, no one expects us to go to Brighton and turn them over. you know what I mean, and, and turn them over the way we did as well. So that was a shock result. So you do see results like that at this stage of the season. But I was looking at the fixture list and I, I reckon four points keeps us up, really. I reckon, obviously, look, six, you've got to, you know, that, that's as good as that, isn't it? But four the fact is that you know you think Liverpool fighting for the Champions League should should put a few past that awful Leicester defence. You You'd think that in theory. They then got Newcastle at Newcastle, so you know that's going to be a tough ass Newcastle again trying to get top four. West Ham, you know they're both. They're, 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 since they've basically got themselves pretty much safe, have being, you know they got they got hammered today, and I imagine they won't probably win another Premier League game now until now and the end of the season. They'll be focusing on the on, on the uh, Europa Conference, and then you've got Forrest who have got to play Arsenal next. Now I know Forest got a good home record, and Arsenal are flaking it a little bit. But you know Arsenal's still in the title shout. They're still going to want to keep City honest. I know they lost today against Brighton, but they'll still want to beat Forest before City play. So you know I think Forest again, as we showed when we went, they're not great at the back. You can get them. You know Arsenal got the quality. In that team to get them to score goals, so that remains. And really, four points for us from the next two games should be enough. But the last thing I want, I mean, I just pray to God. What I don't want is us needing, like, say, a point on the last day of the season. You know what I mean? Uh, hopefully, it's over before then. Because can you imagine sitting at Goodison Park, and then you know the crowd ranks because it's nil nil-nil nil, and nil nil's good enough. And then suddenly a goal goes in somewhere, then you need a goal, and then it's just like, can you imagine? I mean, it's You'd much rather almost kind of know that if you win, you're up type scenario, wouldn't you? Rather than just maybe hanging on for a point or something like that with 20 minutes to go.
1: Yeah, I, I don't even want to think about the, the last game of the season, to be honest with you. I, I'm, at this moment, in time, I'm trying very much to live day by day in and match week by match week, just, just so it doesn't consume every little part of my brain. Because I think that, you know, thinking about percentage, having it, a decider, you know, on having to, as you say, pick up eight points or points, you know, on the final day of the season. I just, I can't get that. I me mean, I've done that at this moment in time. So hopefully I'm as positive as, as Kevin uh, come Saturday at five o'clock when the, when the Wolves game is over and uh, we've we picked up three points. But difficult one, difficult one to call, of course. We, we'll try and be as positive as we can. Fingers crossed over the course of this week, the, the Dominic Cavill-Lewin, does get declared fit. Uh, hopefully Yerry Mina, like obviously you said, Kev, you saw him just having a little stretch off at the hamstring. Hopefully there's nothing, nothing to be concerned about there. I'm sure that, that that'll become clearer if if there is. And, you know, hopefully Vitaly Mikhelenko is, is back fit as well. You know, really important we get a, We get our left-back back in there and, and he's he's fit and firing. But let's finish off with a round of predictions if we can. Kev, what's your prediction for Wolves next weekend?
3: Um... 2-0 Everton. Wouldn't mind that. Two, two goals in the first
1: 10 minutes will do for me, Kev.
3: That's no, sure. two goals in the last ten minutes because Brighton was a nightmare. Even when we were three or four up, I couldn't sit still, you know. <laughs> I know
1: yeah, we we're all the same boat there, weren't we, with the Brighton game? That was uh that was difficult. Lee, what are you saying? I
2: honestly don't know. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we nick it. I I'm gonna say we, I think it'll be a tightish game. I'm gonna say two one Everton. And we'll all be absolutely loving it. Calvert Lewin, last minute winner.
1: Just I just hope he's fit again. Really, I really do. Um, yeah, I've got I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a hat-trick of Everton wins. I'm gonna say Everton 1-0. Um very, very similar in terms of setup as to what we've seen against Man City and Brighton. We've gotta we've got to approach it that way. Hopefully. The same start eleven that we saw against Brighton starts the game against Wolves, and you know we're we're playing for for more than they are, and hopefully that at the end of the day that that wins suing and, and that shows. Uh, but I know we've said it already. A little uh, night off tonight before we that the mind starts working overtime again tomorrow as Monday night football kicks off. But well, that's all for this week. Kev, appreciate you taking in some time out on your uh, on your Sunday evening to, to discuss the Blues
3: no problem any time lads enjoyed it thanks very much
1: and we'll back ourselves next weekend to look back on that Wolves game and look ahead to the final day of the season against Bournemouth God knows what it's going to throw up next weekend but uh, hopefully it's a positive one so we will uh, catch you then The Unholy Trinity Podcast Three Blues Three Opinions One Everton Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.